Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Join with others in being imitators of me, and observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model you have in us. For many, as I have often told you, and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. From it we also await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body, by the power that enables him also to bring all things into subjection to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, beloved. The Word of the Lord. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard and from all his distress, he saved him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed is the man who perseveres in temptation. For when he has been proved, he will receive the crown of life. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. The Gospel of the Lord. The huge Danube River in Central Europe was a longtime border of the Roman Empire in the east. When the Dacians, forerunners to our present-day Slavic countries, kept crossing it to pillage Roman territory, the Romans, in a brilliant feat of engineering, built a bridge across the river. One-third of the whole Roman army marched across it in 106 A.D., and defeated the Dacians. They must have Romanized the place to an extent, as we now know the Dacians as Romanians. The next year, 107 AD, the Roman emperor called for a huge celebration to honor the gods for victory. For 123 straight days, the Romans celebrated and offered sacrifice to their gods. Every day for four months in the Colosseum, gladiators would battle wild beasts to the people's delight. Other people 
not so delighted, would be fed to the wild beasts for, for the people's entertainment. And up in the stands, the people's bloodlust would be satiated. Ignatius of Antioch, our saint today, got caught up in this. He was the longtime bishop of Antioch in Syria, which was ancient headquarters for Christianity. Paul used Antioch for his jumping off points for the missionary journeys, and Peter was the first bishop in Antioch. Ignatius may have been handpicked by Peter or Paul. He may have been a disciple of the apostle John. When the Romans demanded Ignatius offer pagan sacrifice, he refused. He would not deny Christ. So it appears the Romans wished to use this important bishop as an example. They transported him under heavy guard to Rome, where he would be fed to the lions during the celebrations. This backfired on the Romans. Ignatius's transport turned into a farewell tour. Wherever his ship docked, the priests, bishops, and faithful would swarm the dock and pay their respects. During the trip, Ignatius was able to write seven letters to various local churches. These letters are hugely important for they give us the first extra-biblical glimpse into the internal organization of the church. Non-Catholics scratch their heads when they read these letters because Ignatius, writing about 70 years after Christ's death and resurrection, shows us a church that is Catholic. Ignatius, in fact, is the first to use the term Catholic to describe the church that Christ founded on the apostles. Ignatius is the first writer outside the Bible to stress the virgin birth. The Trinity, three persons, one God, he takes that for granted. He instructs people to stay with their bishop, stating that is how they are to persevere. He writes of the preeminent authority of the Bishop of Rome. The Eucharist is, quote, the flesh of God. Ignatius denounces heretics that confess the Eucharist is not the flesh of Christ, our Savior. Isn't that interesting? Who should we believe? So-called reformers who 1,500 years later argued Christ in the Eucharist was just a piece of bread? Should we believe the people today who argue as much? Or should we believe St. Ignatius who knew eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ? One of Ignatius's letters is to the church in Rome, his final destination. He got wind that they were trying to negotiate his release, and he told them, don't do that. Do me a favor. Let me die in the arena. Quote, let me be thrown to the wild beast. Through them I can reach God. I am God's wheat. I am ground by the teeth of the wild beast, that I may end as the purebred of Christ. Fire and cross and battling with wild beasts, the breaking of bones and mangling of members, the grinding of my whole body, the wicked torments of the devil. Let them all assail me so long as I get to Jesus Christ. Amen.